know this has been the deception why the church missed it healing is children's bread never come for healing come for Jesus healing is a byproduct we have elevated healing above Jesus you don't come for anything just come to hear the spirit of God come to know what the Lord is saying in the process you may be healed it's not a problem let's all return to Jesus let's return to Jesus amen miracles are important but they are not for the heart of God we look for the mind of God we want to hear what the spirit is saying at this time it's important because if you don't, do not know what he's saying you could be going somewhere else but may God help us tonight to see something one of the things if time permits me look at, we're going to look at the end time spirits to watch out for. Satan is a con man. Satan is a master strategist. Satan is a secret keeper. That's why he has secret calls. Many things are done in secrecy. So many Christians are ignorant and our ignorance is his strength the strength of Satan more than anything else is in our ignorance when he knows we are ignorant he will dribble us and make fun of us but when we begin to walk in revelation with a perfect understanding that's why Paul said do not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy do not be ignorant. Times have changed. The time is very short. So many things are going to happen quickly. And the things of God are not taught. They are caught. I pray you will catch something. Your, your power are in those things you've caught. There's nothing like revelation. When God gives you a personal understanding or revelation about certain things, you're a champion. Nobody can mess you up in those areas. But the problem is, I don't know what has happened to the church. Paul was asking the Galatians, who has bewitched you? What happened to you guys? What happened to the church? Why have we become like this? Back to Romans, is this working? Romans 13 from 11. We're going to stand on this scripture all through. My God. Romans 13, yeah? 11. And do this knowing the time. 
We, we, in our Sula, we need to be like the sons of Issachar. Who are the sons of Issachar? They were men who had understanding of the times. And they knew what Israel ought to do. And I tell people, when you don't have understanding of the times, look for people who have. The Nigerian man says, follow Bessie West Sabi Road. That's tongues. Say, follow person where Sabi Road. Follow the one who knows where he's going. Don't follow people who are just. Yes, sir. He says, you ask for the you ask for rain when in the time of latter rain. The rain is a revival. I was sharing with the man of God. I said, listen, the, the coming revival will not be like the other revivals. In that 10 people can be in a revival, whereas one may not be. Because that one is still waiting for magic. In the time of revival, you ask for that revival. Things are going to happen. Things are happening. Don't be left behind. Be like those who want to know. Be like the Berians. After hearing the word of God, they sat down to see if the things they said are as it is written. Do not let anybody dribble you. These days are evil. Praise the Lord. Knowing the time, what time is it? The time it is, is that it's going to come a mighty revival that will close the age. The church age is closing. We are people born in due season. So we're going to see some, some, some prophecies come to pass. Not because we are special, no. We are just born at this time. David is wondering, why did I come when I did? Because we are the ones that will see the whole show. We're going to hear the trumpet. We're going to, in one second, we're going to go. The dead in Christ will rise first. We're going to see them again. And all of us alive will, will be with Christ in the air. Beyond explanation. But I believe it. It's going to happen. And my assignment is simple. The Lord told me, son, go and wake up a sleeping church. And that's the hardest job. Because when I was in school, I had a classmate. He liked to sleep. <laughs> His name is Owe. When we went out to sleep, to read at night, you know, he would say, mm, please, when you come back by four, wake me. We go to read by 11. Return 4. We wake him. Oh, we will wake up. Uh -huh. Thank you for waking me up. Hey. He'll be running around his area, you know, mixing this. In the next 30 minutes, he's gone back to bed. You know, today he's in his village. He's a native doctor because he loves to sleep. If you sleep too much, you're going nowhere. 
you must get to a point where you tell sleep you're under my feet I sleep when I want not when you want sleep is a liar when you want to watch a movie nobody disturbs you <laughs> your movie is by 12.30 a.m. you are awake but you want to pray by 12.30 the slightest mistake you make you wake up by 6 a.m. So it's not a joke. He says, those that love to sleep will hate you, but those that love to wake up will hug you. Will thank you for waking them up. I was telling your pastor, I said, listen, we don't understand the seriousness of the matter because the church is like the ten virgins. Ten virgins qualified to see the bridegroom. But you know what? Five took it carelessly. Five were asleep. Five did not see the need to be that serious. Five didn't bother with the extra lamp, extra oil. They didn't want to do anything extra. They were just normal. Do you know what Amos 6 verse 1 says? It says, woe to those who are at ease in Zion. Have you heard that before? To be at ease is a terrible state. And God says, whoa, if the things of God don't fire you up, beg God, stop looking for money. Say, God, let your things fire me up. It's more powerful than money. don't need all that. Five grabbed everything. You see? So when they announced the man has come, the other five backed themselves and left. The other five, by the time they tried to trim their lamps, there was no oil. And they now had to go look for oil. By the time they found, they bought it and returned, it was over. Now watch this, watch this. It's a bad statistics that half of the church will miss the rapture. Not heaven. See, yeah? May God, yeah, may God open your heart to hear what I'm saying. It's not for babies. If we don't the Lord told me, he said, you're not going to wake up the 10. You can't wake up the 10. Not even God can wake up the 10. Right. There are some Christians, they must see the Antichrist. It's not the will of God. But because they've chosen to put God last, they love Jesus. But they don't want to do anything extra. They don't want to, they don't disturb their, their, their style, it don't disturb their peace. Arsenal is praying by 6.30. So I'm not coming for that program. I'm sorry. I'll wait for the match. You see, other things have taken over the place of God. And, and these things are growing every day. I have good news for you. You will miss it. I am here to wake up the five. The five who almost slept off watching the other five. I don't even understand my mathematics. Yes. 
Do you know it's not the plan of God for any child of God to miss the rapture? But some will. And that's why the Bible says, because of the elect, I will shorten the days. It will just show mercy. Because those Christians that will miss the rapture are now going to understand that finally what they thought was a joke is serious. That is when that scripture in Daniel that says those that know their God shall be strong. Because now they will come together and it's not going to be easy. Because they cannot take the mark and if you don't take the mark, oh Jesus, you will suffer. Death will be far. So it is better we all live with the first flight. And that is why you got to wake up now. Even when your flesh is telling you, what's all that? No, you've got to overcome it. There is a sense of urgency that the Holy Spirit has been trying to prop in the church. But I don't think people are picking it. People are not picking the urgency. Do you know the early church were so ready. They thought Jesus was returning at their own time. That was why they walked like they did. Any generation that had got the vision of the rapture are different. But those who said, ah, he's not coming. We've been hearing this thing. Do you know the Bible says that for the believers, 2 Thessalonians chapter 5, for the believers, that day must not come to us unawares. We are not as though that sleep. We are people of the light. So the, the, the thing that nobody knows at time is not true. There is no bridegroom that will not tell his bride when he's coming. You check the Bible in the days of Noah. Simply told Noah, build me an ark. 120 years it took for the ark to be built. Noah didn't know when the water was going to come until seven days. Seven days to the rain. He comes to Noah and says, the rain is coming in seven days. Pack yourself, your family, and all the animals in tools into the ark. Noah knew. Others were having party. And he moved everything in. Like God said, God shut them in. And the rain came. By the time the rain came, they were running towards the ark. But it was too late. Noah knew when the rain woke up. The same thing with Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham knew God was going to destroy Sodom. Even Lot was told, go and bring your wife and your in-laws and get them out of this city. Because I'm going to rain down fire and brimstone. Do you know what? The, the in-laws didn't see the urgency. Even the wife, while running, looked back and became a pillar of salt. It wasn't the will of God, but these things happened. Even when Jericho was going to be destroyed, the 
Harlot knew. Don't join those who says nobody knows. No. No. We are supposed to know that they must not take us unawares. Let me just give you a little story about the end time. Let me, let me make you know a bit of what will happen. When that time comes, just before Jesus comes, there's one going to have what they call the big last sign. When Russia will attack Israel, Russia and their team will rise to attack Israel. Israel is going to defeat them. There will be so much trouble. So much trouble everywhere. Chaos. Not in the realm of the spirit on this earth. In a few years it will start. Then, the man of peace will arise and the United Nations will recognize him that this is the man that will come with a solution. Because by that time, no one leader will be able to come up with anything but that man. But they don't know who that man is. That man is already in his 50s here waiting for the time. It's going to arise. And you will accept him. He will tell them, we're going to sign a contract. I need seven years to fix this world. They will sign a contract. Now watch this. If you hear in the news, oh, this wonderful man has come up with the solution to world's problem. And the agreement between him and the United Nations will be signed in Geneva. Today is what? Today is Sunday. Will be signed on Wednesday by 12 noon. Now watch this. That signature, you know what it means? The beginning of the last seven years. What it means is, Jesus will come and take his church away between Sunday and Wednesday. What we don't know is what day. church age ends just before the last seven years. God Jesus, God has a seven year business with Israel which he suspended to graft us in the grace era. The grace will finish. He will face his people Israel for the last seven years. No child of God is expected to remain, but some will. So we're going to know. When you hear that this agreement will be signed on Wednesday, just prepare and know that, wow, it's happening now. Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, we're out. And that will be the end of the church age. No more grace. The first three and a half years will be sweet. And powerful, then suddenly, in the midst of that enjoyment, that man will now show up and will demand worship. That's when the world will now see Satan alive. We don't know these things. We are talking about prosperity, we're talking about healing, miracles. Get money, get this, build, do. You are, you are living as if there's nothing happening. I'm not saying don't work. Work with the knowledge. Work with the revelation that that is rubbish. That is a main thing. 
I'm trying to wake up the church back to Jesus. Not just Jesus as a baby, but the coming Jesus. There is an urgency that the Holy Spirit is trying to drop in our spirits. Okay. Okay. Let me show you a picture of the church before I continue. Huh? Hosea chapter 7 verse 4. God is not happy when we still preach what we've been preaching for the past 30 years. Time is no more the same. Healing is children's bread. You can get your healing anytime. And it, it, right now you can get it without crying for it. It is because of our backsliding that we created healing services. What is healing services? This is children's bread. Are you exalting it? Oh, do you know in those days they didn't have evangelism department. That's what's killed us. So you see a Christian... I don't know about Kenya, but in Lagos now, in Nigeria, somebody can be born again for 10 years. He's not one, one soul. He doesn't, he doesn't care. That is our state. Oh, you guys taught us. Eesh. Do you know that someone will go to God and say, Lord, uh, the, year is, the year will soon finish. You've not done anything for me. What have you done for him? Nobody talks about it. It's come and receive. Come and receive. We want his heart. He says, I want you to take my heart, not his hands. The most important business on earth is soul winning. Number one, more than anything else. Do you know that all of our dance and everything we do, heaven is quiet until one soul repents. Blind eyes open. Nobody makes a noise in heaven. Cripples walk. Hundreds walk. Nobody says a word in heaven. But one soul says to Jesus, I repent. There is rejoicing in heaven. Nobody talks about it. Oh! Uh, soul winning is for evangelism department. That's a lie. Some don't worship God. I'm not in the praise team. Only those in the praise team should worship God. Some don't pray. I'm not an intercessory department. It is due to our backsliding that we now introduced in the absence of nothing a few people doing the work of a hundred. Nobody's praying. Wake up and pray. I'm not an intercessor. Oh. When, when James was grabbed, it wasn't the intercessory department that prayed. It was the church. 
And if we don't, if we don't do something about it, something will begin to happen that will again require the church to pray. You don't understand what I'm saying. What's wrong with us? Even in giving, I'm not a giver. 20% or less Christians care about the running of the church. Less than 20%. How many of you pay your tithes? How many of you support the work as expected? No, you leave it for some people. That's why in most churches, the same people are getting blessed. Because the same people are still giving. Nobody tries to break you and say, I want to join this group. Because we're all selfish. And Jesus is not selfish. So where did we get that from? Why do we look more like our enemy? Why do you have to be coerced to give? Manipulated. You have to bring people to lie. Are those pastors that bring some people when they need money? They say, I beg, I need to pay rent. These people, come and do what you know how to do. I have a gift. My gift is to raise money. There's, nothing, there's no gift like that. Go to the market and raise money if that's your gift. But they know, they know how to lie in the church. And then you believe them. Your pastor that is honorable, that expects you to know what to do, you won't believe him. But they come, they lie, they go away with some cars. I know some people, even in this town, Kenya, they came from Nigeria and took cars from here to Nigeria, took cars from church members. Who have never given nothing to their pastor before. Reality. The church is dying. And we are, we are miracle service. We are all selfish. All sin is selfishness. You know what God says? For I have no man like-minded. Who will naturally care for your states? For all men seek their own. All men seek their own. Ah, look at the picture of the church. This was written thousands of years ago, but it matches us. See, they're all adulterers as an oven heated by the baker who seized from raising after he had kneaded the dough until it believed. Verse 5. Go to verse 6. 7. Where is Ephraim? Ephraim, huh? 8, huh? Okay, all right. Uh, Ephraim, this is the top of the church. Look at, look at the state of the church today. God showed me this thing. Just take it very seriously. Ephraim, what? 
he has mixed himself among the people. Now, you know what's happening now? There's no difference between a Christian and an unbeliever. There's no difference anymore. We're all, we've all become the same. But Jesus said, come out from among them and be separate and touch not the unclean thing. Oh, do you know that most Christians know more about David's songs? Oh, Jesus, have mercy. I know you don't know who David is. You don't know who he is. I know. But you'll be surprised that a Christian has no Christian CD. But 24 7 it has. We have mixed ourselves. And I want healing. I want breakthrough. No, God is saying, you wait first. We have something to settle. Those things will come. No father derives pleasure in prospering a stubborn child. No. We are to love them, but not to be like them. But look at this church today. We have mixed himself among the people. Ephraim, the church, is what? A cake not turned. Have you seen a cake not turned before? It's, it's burnt on one side. You look at it, it's now, but it's useless. Uh-huh. Nine. Strangers have devoured his strength. Did you hear what I said? Strangers have what? We are sleeping with the heathen. We are marrying them without even thinking twice. Christians are marrying Muslims. And they're happy about it. A girl brings you to her, a man to your office and says, this is the one I want to marry. Who is he? al Haji. I say, eh? <laughs> when we started as you know, early church, we understood these things. We are not to be unequally yoked together with them. You don't marry them. That's God's way from the beginning. You marry from your family. You are not to be unequally yoked. This is an old-fashioned preaching. So all of you that were born again a few years ago, you won't like what I'm saying. I'm not here to please you. I came to talk to your spirit. Maybe it will hear. And God will be happier. Because we're a mess, including me. Look at us here. Look at us here. Strangers have divided. We have no strength. We can't even fight a small demon. Small dream at night. <laughs> Satan just remembers you. Say, ah. <laughs> I've not seen this guy for a long Let me go and visit him a bit. And 2.30 a.m. he comes. <laughs> Dude. Small dream. Just to remind you of himself. You, know. you start calling your pastor by 3 a.m. You know what? We have no strength. How many of you can cast out devils? Yet these signs shall follow them that believe. 
not pastors. In my name, they will cast out. In fact, some of you even say there are no devils. That's where the church is at. There are no devils. So stop talking about devils. There are no more devils. The devils are where in Jesus are still here. Demons don't die. Strangers have devoured our strength. You can't even believe God for something and pray through. I learned my lesson. When I was having my no sleep, I used to invite people to come and pray with me. After a while, they got tired. How can you be praying for one year, two years, nothing is changing? That God used it to teach me how to hold on to him. And if you're going to go far with God, you must learn to drop people. You must not pray with your wife. There's no law that says that. That's religion. If your wife don't want to pray, leave her. Husband don't want to pray, leave him. Work out your salvation. Don't say, God gave me this woman because of her pray. It's not acceptable. We are not praying. How many things will you say, I believe God for? And I went in. And I stayed, I endured, I overcame, and finally I got it. It's always pray for me. Your own to handle hand prayer requests. The person you're giving requests has his own problems. Right. Oh. Oh, you think all this, so much, you guys like to be deceived. They even tell some of you, put money. <laughs> that request, put money inside. Put seed inside the request. You've not eaten because you're lazy. You write prayer requests and push seed. Once the envelope comes, the first thing they want to see is how much. That will determine the next step. <laughs> if it's small money, just tear it and throw it away. Learn to pray. And the way to learn to pray is to pray. There's no prayer school. When, when God wants you to learn and you don't learn, he will raise issues for you. Especially if you are chosen. If you are chosen, you can't dodge. If you are not chosen, you may, you may, you may escape. But you don't know who is chosen. If you happen to be chosen, if God wants to use your womb for a miracle... You can't dodge. Look at that young woman, Elizabeth. The Bible says her and her husband were good people. They were, in fact, the husband was a priest. But God needed the womb of Elizabeth. But they didn't know. So when others were getting pregnant, Elizabeth was getting slimmer. Let God not want your womb, that's all. If your womb is connected to Jesus, you will not have what others have when they have it. 
Elizabeth did not know that John the Baptist was to come through her womb. And John the Baptist was to be six months older than Jesus. He had no business with how old Elizabeth was. May you learn God's ways. When I understood the scripture that says, in my distress, I was enlarged. I know that God doesn't do business in the fridge. God does business in the oven. God's love is tough love. It's not the kind of God I will tell you, take, 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 take. No. No. It must be connected to the kingdom. If it's not, you can have it. So when Elizabeth forgot they were supposed to be pregnant, that was when God's time came. <laughs> All the body parts were getting old, but the womb was getting fresh because the womb was waiting for John the Baptist. I don't know what God has delayed for you. That delay is a blessing. By the time it manifests, you'll be amazed at the goodness of God. God doesn't hate you. God loves you. Nothing works against you. Did you hear what I said? Nothing. Can you say nothing? Think about what you're saying. Say nothing works against me. Say it again. Nothing works against me. Yet you lose your sleep when some things go wrong. You lose your joy. Why you've lost the job? Can't you see others are getting blessed? I'm not getting blessed. Let me tell you, no king, no priest came out of the womb in nine months. They took years to come. When you're connected to kingdom, connected to God, forget time. Satan's strength is when he can control us with time. What you're going through has taken too long. Who told you it's too long? Who told you? I'm suffering from delay. Who told you I've been delayed? Did God do business with you that I'll pay you in nine months? He did not. We are the ones raising all these things. Daddy, help me. This delay is too much. What delay? I've not gotten married. You will, if you have to. Everybody will not marry you. That's the truth. Leave all that thing. You will all be, you will all be rich. You can be praying for nothing tomorrow. Forget if they come, fine. Stop pursuing them. They may not come. They may not come. Oh, receive, yeah, receive your breakthrough now. Take it now. In three days, receive house, receive car, receive plane, receive. Scammers. Scammers. Russian, hey, hey, I receive, I receive. After I receive, what happened? Just see where you were. <laughs> Relax. God is not a man that he should lie. The most dangerous man is a man whose time has come. When your time comes, no, no ancestral power can stop you. 
when your time comes no devil can stop you i don't care who has tied you up the bible says the vision is for an appointed time it says though it tarry do what wait for it shall surely david was anointed by oil to be king yet for 18 years he was on the run from Saul do you know when Goliath showed up in all of his anointing he was still in the bush He knew the oil had left Saul. It was on him. He didn't push it. Jesus. As long as Satan can mess with your time, he's got you. No strength. We can't pray through. Many of you can't pray for one hour. I don't want to ask you to raise your hand. Just keep your hands down. Can you pray for two hours? No strength. Running from prophet to prophet. What is God saying? God doesn't have grand, grandchildren. Did you hear what I said? He has no grandchildren. All of us are sons. Why, why should your father tell me what to tell you? Your father, my father. Are you stupid? Why? Daddy, what's the Lord saying? He's telling you to pray. No strength. And Jesus is coming. You don't understand the urgency. Woe to those who are at ease in Zion. You know what it means to be at ease? Those that cross their legs. I hate those that sit down and cross their legs. Even the natural. Once you sit down and cross your leg, I just dislike you. <laughs> Why should you cross? You know, just, it just, it's, it's a sign of... <laughs> Woe. Jesus said, Woe. To those, and you sit and you cross your leg. Hey. Look at this. Ah, strength, no more strength. Strength to endure affliction. <laughs> there are some afflictions, like what happened to me. You cannot pray it out. You cannot fast it out. You cannot bind it out. You wait it out. You don't understand what I'm saying. You don't understand what I'm saying. You guys want quick fix. I just, just pray for me. This has been here for long. You just touch, 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 touch. I lie, you. 
Your talk, talk, talk. Still Do you know what happened to Paul? Paul said, because of my abundant revelations, God gave me something. A thorn. Nobody knows what it was or what it is up to now. A thorn in the flesh. He said, I begged God, please remove this thing. God ignored him. Please, God, remove this thing. He ignored him. Those that tell you God will do everything is not true. He came back. God, remove this. He says, Paul, <laughs> I will remove it, but I'll give you grace. You didn't hear what I said. God said, I will not remove this thing, but my grace is sufficient. What you need in your situation is grace. And grace needs strength. Endure. Timothy was suffering. He was a young pastor going through stuff. He went to his father, Paul. Sir, this job is too hard. What did his father say? Endure hardness as a true soldier. But without strength, you can't endure. Without strength, people will push you out. People will remind you of how long the problem has been for you to do something. People are wicked. Don't listen to people. See, no matter your condition, check yourself. If you have peace, relax. If you don't have peace, pray. Don't pray until your situation changes. Pray until you have peace. Once I have peace, forget it. Let it be there. It's done. Something is God who knows what to do. Don't die. No strength. We can't take anything. You can't take even small punishment. Do you know the early church were beaten up? They counted it a privilege to be beaten. Let somebody just insult the usher. He'll leave the church. Oh, there's no love in that church. Let somebody just insult you because you're an usher, you're a worker, you're a pastor, and people speak to you somehow. There's no strength to endure abuse. You should learn to turn a deaf ear to certain things. My late father and the Lord then used to tell us, hey, deafen your ears, toughen your skin, and move on. Stop running around complaining. See what they did to me. Just shut up and move on. I weep when Jesus looks at us and we have no strength. Do you know that when you walk with God, you can't survive with small strength? You can survive with small faith. You can survive with small strength. If you fail in your day of adversity, your strength is small. But with small faith, you can command miracles. So, you've got to build up your strength. Stop mixing with strangers. The worst part of it all is 
we have no strength and we don't know. We don't know. We think we are fine. We are coming to testify. My God, yeah, God has been so wonderful. Since this year, thank God, I've never had one trouble since this year. Oh, praise God for me. If you have never had one trouble for this, this year, you should just die. It means you're useless. That is, devil doesn't even see. Doesn't, you're, you're nothing. You're not making any impact. So you shouldn't testify that everything is just fine. My husband loves me. My job is promoted. Everything is working perfectly. Oh, God has been so wonderful. It means that God cannot trust you. If God does not allow the devil to come to your house, he doesn't trust you. We are the ones he trusts. They say that, you see that man? Look at Job. Job was minding his business. God calls Satan. Satan, Satan come here. Say, have you seen my boy Job? Say, uh, you have protected him. Say, go. Go and deal with him. But don't kill him. God trusts him. God knows that Job will never deny. This church without strength testify nonsense. In the name of testimony. If your father will not let you struggle and fight, you are not a strong child. Show me a man that's surrounded by troubles and I will show you my friend because we can talk together you don't know that greatest trouble is not Satan it's your destiny if your destiny is big your troubles will be big you can tell your future by the type of things happening around you oh. look at that gray hairs here and there upon him yet he knoweth not God help us next verse oh God help me and the pride of Israel testified to his face and they do not return to the Lord their God nor seek him for all this far, far, I don't want to go there 11 quickly Ephraim also is like a silly dove without a heart. They call to Egypt. They go to Assyria. Double-mindedness. Some people are still consulting with doctors. Double-mindedness. Some of you still have some, some things you keep it in case. This Bible, you know, you never can tell. Some of you are still mixing stuff. You fly, they call to Egypt, you fly to Assyria. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let not that man think he can get anything from the Lord. Double-mindedness. Oh, Jesus, help me. Stand up for two minutes. 
there is an urgency. You've got to capture as a person. More than ever before, this race is now so personal. You've got to work out your own salvation with fear and tremble. Not husband and wife, you alone. So that God can show you some hard stuff. Do you know that Paul was so bad? Prophets were telling him, this is what the Lord says will happen to you. You know what he said? He said, I'm already in Jerusalem. None of these things move me. Huh? I'm, I'm ready to even die. I'm already dead. Let one fake prophet prophesy that somebody hates you. You start running helter skelter. We're such a mess. And yet we're boasting. I know who I am. Who are you? Walking in power, how many demons have you cast out? How many sick have you prayed for? I walk in miracles. That's what you're saying. Why are you lying? How does our father feel when he looks at us? That's my point. How does he feel? And we don't even know it. We know it now. Speak from heaven. Ah, God have mercy. Let the bow heart set it. Now no me cataraya. Brune sataria. The dynamics of ministry is changing so fast. will stay with you are the people that will catch the rock revelation. Because some don't understand it. God is saying it's no more business as usual. Rock! The wind! The wind. Rock. Like, look at Jacob. Jacob did not know it's Israel. was running. The angels were confused. Where is Israel? We've seen Abraham. We've seen Isaac. Where is Israel? Where is Israel? By now, Israel ought to have been born. But there was no Israel. 
Jacob. And Jacob did not know he's Israel. It is powerful when one day God says, Stop this, start this. This is in line with the end time agenda. God is speaking expressly concerning what he has called you into. It's not a common ministry. It's an end time ministry. The wind. John 20, 22. When Jesus was going back, he called his boys. Said, guys, I'm about to go. I'm sure they were looking for, looking for something. No money, nothing for us. We've left our job for three and a half years. And it just going like that. What did he give them? Rock. And then that rock, the money, everything inside. You, God will show you the depth Now, the, the express, expressly taken over by the spirit. Spirit. People have thrown the spirit away. But before Jesus returns, the spirit will return first. Yes, this is the time of the spirit. Things are not going to be done as usual. It's not by might. It's not by power. Not your intelligence. Not your anything. It's by my spirit. Paul said, I count them but dung that I may win the Lord. It's the spirit. It's a time of Israel. Israel had to show at a certain time. But there were so many complexities that were stopping Israel from manifesting. But Israel had to manifest because God could not work with Jacob. from his presence. Jacob, Jacob, corn man, Jacob, supplanter, Jacob, deceiver, Jacob, he was tired of himself. Then the time came, I like this one, I'm going to end with this one. I've not even started my sermon, God help me, help me. The time now came for, for Israel to show. But God did not say it is time for Israel. He just said it's time to go back. So he thought he was going back. But he was afraid. I, I messed my brother Esau. And since I left, Esau has been looking for me. Oh, Mugman, Nanumasha, God says, I, I'm going to come to you. I'm going to come. I'm going to come. Yes, I'm going to come. I'm going to come. His power is all over you.
your walk with God will change. Your, your prayer life will change. It can't be the same. You can't do much the way you are. I know I can't do much the way I am. Something must change. Oh yes. Something must change. Jacob is on his way home. Esau hears. Jacob is coming home. He says, eh, 20 years later, I will get my revenge. So Esau is coming. Now it is trouble for Jacob. That's why I said to you, when God's hand is upon you, man, get ready for trouble. Then you say, God, use me. You don't know what you're saying. I want God to use me. You don't know what you're saying. God wanted to use you is invitation to trouble. Now Jacob knew he was in trouble. He knew. He knew what he did. He knew it was payback time. He had foundational problems. He had stood on a lie for 20 years. And he was prosperous in 20 years. But there's how far the lie can carry you. It was now time to face the truth. He had a problem in his family. Ah, his mother had a problem. Himself had a problem. His uncle had a problem. There was a problem in the bloodline that was affecting him. But God does not overlook such things. He had to fix it. But you see, the way God fixes things are not the way we expect him to. Now, Jacob was going and he was thinking, how do I fix my brother? How do I appease my brother? So let me take part of my blessings and give to him. So he told his men, his servants, take the sheep, take the oxen, take everything. Tell brother, it's from me. I love him. You know what? He would bring the thing. The man would say, I'm, I'm blessed. So he wasn't accepting his peace offering. people, when you want God to solve the problem, don't tell him how to do it. And don't expect him to do it the way you think. Because eyes have not seen. He's kept sending emissaries, yet not return with a good report. What Jacob was waiting for was, Esau is now happy with you. He has accepted your offerings and he has gone back. He's not coming again. That was what he expected. But the more he did it, the more Esau came. Hey. Then suddenly, he found himself alone. Don't be afraid of being alone. It's powerful to be alone. It was when he was alone an angel was able to come and fight him. Now, now, that was a fight of life. Have you ever heard a spirit being come to fight a human being and they wrestled all night? Hey, Jacob was strong. Now, he did not know it was for his good. How can you tell me that an angel wrestling me is for my good? 
How can you tell me that my brother not accepting all my gifts is for my good? God had his own way of solving the problem. He knew what to do. God knows what to do. Have peace. Have peace. Don't be in a hurry for some things to stop. Leave it. While the angel was fighting with Jacob, Esau was coming. Esau kept approaching. And the moment they finished the fight, the angel asked him, what is your name? He said, he said Israel. Wow. Israel. Israel. Angel said, Israel. morning Esau shows up who did Esau see Israel what happened to Jacob he died in the fight so there was there was nothing Esau could do to Israel if Esau had met with Jacob allow God deal with you quickly there's a purpose was how, how Israel showed up. And guess what? Esau had no choice but to embrace Israel. A new chapter opened at that moment. Angels began to rejoice. This is Israel. This is Ruach. This is Ruach. Oh, you don't understand. Before Jesus returns, this full manifestation will hit you guys. For 30 years, I used the new anointing. The Lord told me from day one, this is not the name of the church, but it will be known for this. Revival Assembly, the new anointing became more popular in the name of the church. The new anointing. Everybody knew the new anointing. When we hit 30 years, God told me, anointing is over. You're entering glory. So I changed from new anointing to Shekinah glory. It's powerful to change at a certain time. Because the name God gives you goes with your calling. years of new anointing. And my second 30 years, he says, that's why I sit on the glory. I speak on the glory. I teach on the glory. Because the glory days are about to come. Amen. The glory is like the sun. The anointing is like the moon. The atmosphere of the earth is air. The atmosphere of heaven is the glory. So when they say the glory is here, what it means that God is here. The glory is the dam. Anointing 
is the transformer. Can you imagine the moving the trans the dam from where it is into your house? Do you know why God did not like Saul? Saul wasn't interested in the glory, in the ark. When see what David went through to bring the ark, he even lost people. Saul did not care about the glory. Hear me. If you want to go far with God, care about his spirit. Care about his glory. Because that is the essence of God. That was why Saul made one mistake and God removed him. But David kept making mistakes. God was loving him more. When you read the book of Acts, on, on, on Tuesday, I'm going to show you how to access the glory. The secret of living long is <laughs> becoming a glory chaser. The glory departed. Israel scattered. People were dying. And David tried. How do we get this thing back? They tried in their own way. It killed somebody. Hey, how can we bring in this thing that kills? to the home of one man called Obedidom. He must have been one man they hated. One man they wanted to die. They didn't tell him this thing just killed somebody. They just told him, can you please help us keep this thing? The man took it as a baby. I don't know how he, what he did that pleased God. And in three months, God prospered. You see, when the glory is upon you, you don't look for things things will find you. Don't find money, find glory. David heard that thing that killed the other day has prospered Obedidom. He said, oh, he's not too annoyed. Let's try and bring it back. Finally, he understood every six steps he killed an animal. It was bloody, but he brought it home. He danced so heavily. His wife cost him see, when a man of God's wife is troubling him, he shouldn't trouble her. God will trouble her. There are some businesses that belongs to God. One of my sons was going through hell with his wife. I called his wife and said, do you want to die? Do you want to go to heaven before him? It dawned on him. I said, no, I said, then change. If you don't, you're going. You can't stop a man on assignment. His wife was 
laughing at David for dancing too much. Look at the whole king dancing in front of small girls. Huh? David said, eh? Me? Your father chose me. Your, your God chose me, not your father. So if I'm dancing like a baby, I have a reason. And from that day, she became barren until she died. church began in power. The book of Acts was written in glory. They were raising the dead like, like, like they were sleeping. That's what the glory does. They reached nations without electronics. Took over cities. Chased devils out. Tomorrow I'll try to enter what I wanted to say. Then on Tuesday, on failing day, I'll show you how to put a demand on the glory. Put for me Song of Solomon. Let me just show you something. Song of Solomon, chapter 5. When the glory comes, we'll be in a service who we'll forget time. <laughs> hey. I'll, I'll, I'll go into this on Tuesday night. This is deep. I love this thing. This was a time when hey, the lover, Jesus is a lover, the Holy Ghost is a lover. The lover wanted his wife. Huh? And this, the wife was, was too busy. The, the greatest problem we have is not responding to God on time. We respond, but at our time. I'm coming to my garden, my sister, my spouse. I've gathered my mail with my spice. I've eaten my honeycomb with my honey. I've drunk my wine with my milk. Eat, oh friends, he was happily going to see his beloved. Verse 2. I sleep, but my heart wicked. It is the voice of my beloved that knocketh, saying, Open to me, open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled, for my head is filled with dew and my locks with the drops of the night. Hey, look at what happens here. This, this is where the church is at. Watch this. this. Next verse. Next verse. I have put off my coat. How shall I put it on? You see, the man is saying, darling, I want to I wanna come. He's, she, he's knocking for her lover to receive him. But the lover is telling him, I've removed my coat. Excuses. Excuses. You see? I've put off my coat. How shall I put it on? I've washed my feet. How shall I defile them? My beloved put in his hand by the hole of the door and my bowels were moved of him. I felt something while he was still there, but I'm too, let him come back tomorrow. Uh -huh. I rose up 
to open to my beloved and my hands drop with mare and my fingers with sweet smelling mare upon the handles of the lock I opened to my beloved but my beloved had withdrawn she was now smelling the perfume of his love of her love this is where we are with God God is calling you come say hey God tomorrow God, I've not slept for two days. You know. Hey, let me try somebody else. Please, can you wake up? I need you to intercede. Hey, God, I've not slept. This is a problem. We are not in love with him as he's in love with us. He's so sensitive. The moment he knocked, my beloved, and the, the, the answer was, I have already removed my coat. I've washed my feet. <laughs> he withdrew. I will go deeper into this on Tuesday night. May God help us. He must stop withdrawing. We must, we must embrace him. We must embrace him. When the glory comes, my God, sickness goes, poverty goes. see in the Bible will be nothing compared to what you and I will do. This thing will end strong. May you be found still standing in the name of Jesus. Pray in the spirit people of God. Pray in the spirit of God.